I found the message of Easter in a most unlikely place, in the book of Psalms, in a psalm that David wrote and sang to the Lord after God delivered him from the hand of Saul. So I'm going to read, I encourage you to read Psalm 18 sometime today or the next time you do your own devotions, whatever. Read it, the whole psalm, it's a little bit long, but I'm just going to read a few verses out of it. I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Well, I'll tell you what, it's been a roller coaster the last few days for the disciples as they saw Jesus come into town triumphantly on Palm Sunday and they had that special Passover meal with him on Thursday and then they saw him hanging on a cross on Friday and dying and then they're sitting around for a couple of days wondering what just happened. It all looked so good and now all of a sudden it looked so bad. And here we are alone so what did it all mean? What did all that stuff Jesus said to us mean, really? And just imagine it's only from, they call it three days, but, you know, inclusive, but from the crucifixion till Sunday morning was less than 48 hours. But just imagine sitting around for 48 hours after what had happened, not being able to sleep, not knowing what to say, not knowing what to think. It seems like an eternity. But you know, it's really been kind of a roller coaster for the last few weeks for the disciples with Jesus. Because they've been on the ministry with him and they'd heard him teaching people and, and you know, relating to people and they saw miracles during that time. And then, oh, there was the time that he saw this widow who was burying her only son. They were on their way to the cemetery. And he had compassion and he stopped the procession and he gave the boy back his life and gave the widow back her life as well. Oh, and then about a week and a half before this, they saw Jesus bring Lazarus back out of the tomb. He'd been there for four days already. <coughs> it was starting to smell a little bit. And he brought him out, took him out. I guess you could say that maybe a good title for Jesus at this point would be the grave robber. 
because he kept that widow's son from going to the grave, the grave that was waiting for him, kept him out. But then even more than that, when he went and pulled Lazarus out of one where the grave already had a hold of him, and he robbed that grave too and gave Lazarus back his life and brought him out. I guess a title like that, I guess a title of grave robber is probably a really good thing. Well, it's good for us. <laughs> it's good for us because we know that's where we're headed, right? We're headed there. And rightfully so. By all rights, we should go there at some point and we should stay there forever. Because God set a standard for us a long, long time ago that we've never been able to meet. In fact, most of the time we don't want to meet it, do we? Most of the time, we just want to go our own way and do our own thing, and, and if what God says or what his plans are don't seem to fit in with ours, we would rather go with ours. It's like built into us. It's like it's our nature to think about ourselves and to want what we want. And so by rights, we deserve to be in the grave, and we deserve to be there forever. But Jesus is the grave robber. Because of him, we're not going to be stuck there. We're not going to stay there. We know that we can come out on the other side just like Jesus did, just like he did for Lazarus, just like he did for the widow's son and for a, another little girl before that. The grave robber. He's the one really that... that will save us in the end. So why then? Why do we ever need to be afraid of what's going to happen at the end? Why do we need to fear? We're all going to get there one day, but we're not going to stay. We're not going to stay. And Jesus is the proof of that. Because he did it we know he can do it for us. You know, this cross, this cross represents a horrific kind of death. Just horrific. The worst kind of death that they could think of back in those days. It took a long, long time normally to die on a cross. Sometimes it took days. Horrific. And that cross is a symbol of death. It's a symbol of God's judgment on us. Except today it's not. Because we know <coughs> that what happened on that being paid for what we've done and what we've not done. The price was paid. And the resurrection is the proof that the price was enough that the price was enough to satisfy God's wrath. And so there's no more need for us to be judged. There's no more need for us to ever have to face eternal death. And so we can look at the cross now as a symbol of, of joy and hope and peace. And so on this Easter morning, we decorate it up and we turn it from something grisly into something beautiful.
because of what Christ did. Because Christ rose from the dead. 